Hello everyone, this is Fenrir from the Hounds of Hell. Hey everyone, it's Pitmedic Cerberus. And Valkyrie over here. And Basic. So today we're going to talk about what music, band, or influences that got us into the mosh scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, at least got us into the heavier music scene in uh, Bay's... Listen, man, <laughs> I started out real gentle-like, okay? I'm a slow learner. Sometimes you gotta go wheezy and then just go shove it into in. it. Yep, exactly. Shove it in. Good lord. Giggity. I'm going to church. Uh-huh, okay. <laughs> All right, who wants to go first? Um, screw it. I'll go first. So Yeah, you will. <laughs> if he's a good man. Oh, he's always a good man. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and there's inappropriate comments. Hell of a start, guys. Great job. Yes. Happy Sunday. You did good, kid. You did good. We're not, we're not redoing that intro. No. You guys are just going to have to deal with that one. Oh. Don't mind our inappropriate comic Record relief. It. Record it. It's been a long couple weeks. It records. sounded good at the time. But some of the bands that first influenced me were Avenged Sevenfold, Shine Down, and Hollywood Undead, actually. Hollywood Undead was a big influencer on me. Shine Down was the first band that I went absolutely gaga for. First album that really impacted me was Leave a Whisper and it came to me at a point in my life where I needed it. Got into them when I was about 16-ish. Then after that was Hollywood Undead. They were kind of like a nice medium between rap and rock, I guess. Is that how you classify them? Rap and rock? Uh, maybe, maybe a combination of two. Yeah, because they're they kind of have their own unique style. Raop, 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 raop. Now you sound like a retarded velociraptor. <laughs> wow. Raop. <laughs> 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 it's not been a long day at all. Nope, not in the slightest. Well, like the energy we had going in, we we're like, yeah, this is uh. Hit <laughs> medic. And I'm basic. <laughs> Stop all you basic bitches. You <laughs> is a basic bitch. And then when I was about 17, Avenged Sevenfold took me by storm. First song, classic, Little Piece of Heaven. Can we talk about that music video for a second here? If y'all ain't seen it, you need to. Actually, I'm not big on watching music videos. I you love need to, You need to watch videos. this one. <laughs> Because this one literally Watch tells music a videos story. is life, man. You fucking missed out on a good era. See, like, <laughs> yes. back, back when it was on MTV, that was different. Like, back when MTV still played music videos, <laughs> that was different. Like, getting ready for school and having MTV in the background and, like, watching it as it was going on, that was one thing. See, I'm too young for MTV. I mean, you're too young for a lot of things, Bay. I'm not that young. Well, I mean, MTV doesn't seem to bother with all the 16 and pregnant stuff, so I mean... I got tired of that shit but, real you know, quick. That's yeah. something, that's, that, that's another kind yeah. of conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to go into that conversation. Ugh. But, uh, yeah, um, I, uh, started getting into music, like, I, 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 
where I come from, my culture, we, we were always like music is life, period. That's just how the culture is mm-hmm. from where I you know, came from. But uh, salsa was like the primary thing I heard. And then um, my older sister had me explore rap music and uh, uh, pop freestyle mm. back then. Uh, and uh, then she showed me this this weird guy people mm. know as Prince. <laughs> and that's when I got really addicted to some some rock and roll and some some early, you know, and I kept on exploring. I kept exploring more on like uh, I, the first thing I heard was Metallica. Mm. And then that's when I wanted to explore some more. I was like, ooh, what's this? Fucking electric guitars. Okay. And I was obsessed with the electric guitars. And then I, I uh, discovered um, later... Uh, Guns and Roses. Oh wow! And then, yeah, <laughs> and then I got I got out of touch with music from then. And then, like sometime around like two thousand, I heard this song called uh, "Rolling," yeah. "Rolling" by Limbiscuit, and that's when I got hooked back into fucking music and metal again. Where I heard that shit and I wanted to listen to more, so I got into Limbiscuit. Got it. Then I heard a, 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 a track he did with Jonathan Davis, and then I was like, "Who who is this? What's what's corn?" And I started listening to corn. Corn, then, corn is something disturbed. that you grow and then you eat. Wow. And right. sometimes, sometimes you can. <laughs> that's an old joke right there. <laughs> wow. I prefer mine buttered with but... pepper, but that's just me. And then like everybody ends so, up seeing it later in the toilet. I got. That's, that's why that, that's that little silver <laughs> handle that you push down. Hey, okay. toilet jokes. Our third episode in, we're making toilet jokes. I hate all of you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this podcast is a royal flush anyway. In a no Listen, comment. I'm, I'm dating an older dude, and the dad jokes are plentiful with him. I This is my escape. And no I, escape. He'll listen to this, too. You can hear it. So, how, how's that whole escape thing going for you? Not escaping. Anyways. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, you, you were... No, but... Uh, I got into Limp Bizkit, Corn, and then Disturbed came into the map. I, I got hooked into Disturbed and then discovered that a, a band like Metallica, um, more bands like Metallica and Thrashine existed. Mm-hmm. So that's when I discovered what the fuck Anthrax and Slayer was. And I was hooked. Then I discovered a band called Hatebreed and I was fucking hooked. So I got even heavier into the fucking hole that I was falling into because, like, after that, I listened to Slipknot. And then after that was, like, I, I discovered black metal. So I, I was listening to Cradle of Filth and all that crazy mm-hmm. shit. And I, could, I just could not stop. So I went into even more heavier shit. <laughs> went into fucking uh, a deathcore. Like, there's this band called uh, Catalepsy. They're not around anymore. But, mm-hmm. like, fuck. The type of heaviness in that shit. I was just upset. I was obsessed with a lot of it. And then... I got caught into like August Burns Red and um and, and a lot of those bands that play those uh those those fucking those monstrous riffs. But yeah, man, that's and that's how I got into the moshing scene. I just kept listening to those and those and like the first show that I moshed to was Il Nino. Um and it was one of my favorite fucking it's one of my favorite bands. So I and that was one of my first metal shows too. And I got into that pit, and they played one of the. Uh, I play. I believe it was the song called "This Is War," and I started mm-hmm. fucking going nuts. And uh, yeah, that's how I got my cherry pop there. 
<laughs> I got clotheslined by three dudes, and then they gave me a hug afterwards. It was amazing. <laughs> I feel like that's how all yeah. of our stories somehow start out. My mom and dad had me growing up listening to Cher, Blondie, hey, Meatloaf. That's pretty damn good. Bon Jovi. That's awesome. Um... Some old school country like Brooks and Dunn. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know where my really hard left turn came into. I think it went to Blondie. <laughs> came to this point. The Bangles. <laughs> Something like that. But I remember my first mosh, but it was actually involuntary. I accidentally got dragged into Same. it. It was I Prevail, and I kind of went. Wait a minute. I kind of like this because I can shove back. <laughs> it was great. It was lovely. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote some stuff down because <laughs> one, I can't think straight. I my mind is going at a million miles an hour all the time. So I was like, oh, cool. Let's focus this one. Or is your other persona trying to talk over you, Elga? Listen, Helga doesn't need your shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and she just goes back to her little corner. She's like, leave me alone. <laughs> Well, no script for you. No script. Unscripted. I have names down. Leave me the fuck alone. (laughs) I'm a theater kid. I have scripts. Okay. (laughs) No, so it really, like, I don't need it. It, I was raised on 80s rock and, like, Mm -hmm. 60s stuff. Like, my parents were like, this is what we listen to in the car because we're driving and you're a little shit. So stay in the back in your car, team. We're going to (laughs) listen. The very first, like, CD I ever listened to was a Billy Joel album. And oh, then, Billy Joel. I love Billy Joel. And I like uh, ACDC. That's one of my favorite bands. Fuck yeah. Love ACDC. Thunderstruck is oh, my no. absolute favorite. I discovered all that on my own later on, ironically, because neither of my parents were super into that. See, I listen to all kinds of music. Like, you'll catch me out here listening to some Lil Wayne. You'll catch me out here listening to some WC. You're going to mm-hmm. listen... To me, like, Owl City was a thing for a while, and it yeah. still is sometimes. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, oh, honey and the bee, you know. But um, the first, like, I guess hardcore thing I listened to was Skrillex. I don't know if that counts in this kind of aspect, at least in this vein of my listening to. Skrillex was a, a more, yeah, EDM, dubstep, all of that okay. stuff. That yeah, was my we- phase in life, like, when I was in my scene thing. Well, and believe then, it or not, has metal roots. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let me look at but um, then it went to uh, listening to Three Days Grace and Disturbed. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I found Ghost Town, which not a lot of people know about. But, like, your girl loved the song uh, You're So Creepy because I wanted to be creepy. I wanted to be such a freaking creepy kid. <laughs> then I would do, like, the red lipstick and the really heavy eyeliner. I was like, oh, I'm so creepy. And wear, like, hoodies all the time. Like, I was like, I'm so creepy. I look like a fucking clown. <laughs> I listen. I listen to them. Speak for yourself. (laughs) I listen to them. Pull up your picture again for evidence. Woof, dude, you have no argument. (laughs) 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 I've seen that photo. But listen to them for the longest, and then I found Sleeping with Sirens, Bring Me the Horizon, all of those kind of. I mean, it's not really, really heavy stuff, but that's kind of my my speed is those that's just this vein of music yeah my starter pack that's like this vein of music from there i've listened to like an array of things and i'm still discovering things with you guys um and i still listen to the 80s 
hairband rocks. You're going to enjoy this roller coaster. (laughs) (laughs) Strap in, kids. You're going to enjoy this roller coaster. (laughs) But, like, you'll still catch me listening to Owl City and, like, some country music. I listen to all kinds of music. And I just, it just depends on the mood I'm in. If I'm in a mood where I'm like, damn, I've really had a shitty day. I just need to get this anger out. Like, cheers. I'll listen to some angry fucking music, whether it be old Skrillex or Sue, like, Kick Me. I was yeah. talking about Kick Me in the last podcast. Fuck like, yeah. that's my angry song. If I'm just pissed off, you'll hear me, like, screaming the lyrics. <laughs> Other days I'm like, oh, let's listen to Owl City Fireflies, because that song slaps. Slaps? <laughs> what? <laughs> the fuck is this language? Is she speaking? I'm a millennial. Leave me alone. Dude, the metal cover of fucking fireflies yes i've heard that it is really good oh all right well um so like i grew up like my mom was actually really good about that stuff because i grew up on like poison def leopard kiss like like my like my has good taste right like my mom raised me on like kiss def leopard poison def leopard poison acdc like the old school hair bands and like i don't remember like what specific moment like, I started going into the heavier shit. I mean, I, I remember listening to the radio as a kid and just, like, kind of whatever was on the radio was kind of like, go, okay, this is pretty badass shit. Like, I never really had, like, a CD player or, you know, uh, MP3 player or anything like that. You know, yes, I'm that old that I remember MP3 players and CDs. I, I had too. an MP3 player. Hey, I still have CDs I play in my car. Excuse old. you. I remember fucking cassettes. Okay, fuck I off. remember. Don't give me that bullshit. <laughs> I remember cassettes. I remember that and fucking records and record players. Don't my, fuck with me, okay? My mom's calling me. I'm gonna go answer. Her. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably just worried about my existence. <laughs> but uh, no yeah, worries. yeah, no. Um, I grew I grew up on stuff like that, and uh. I remember the first mosh pit I got into, uh, it was not on purpose, like it seems to be a lot of the time, and uh, it was it was insane, because, you know, like Fenrir said, you know, got the shit beat out of me, and stood back up, and at the end of the song, everyone walked up to me, high-fived me, said, good fucking job, you ready for round two, and then before I could even answer, I started fucking fighting back, and... I got hooked, like just just the atmosphere mm-hmm. and 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 the the way, yeah, like the, just, yes. just the way everyone everyone looked out for each other. You went down, you got picked up, you know. Someone got seriously hurt. They got most, unless they were an asshole, they got taken care of, you know. And, and like starting, like starting, you would have thought that it was fighting. You see, like I when I like outside of the pit, I was like a lot of other people that that didn't want to like mosh because like they thought it was like fighting or something. It's not necessarily. It's not that. So, like, I, I, I went in there. I was probably the only one that went in there, like, you know, not by accident. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I I thought it was just people just swinging, but it really is not. It's no. not about, like, you hurting anybody or anything like that. It's just you. It's kind of like, it's, it's like a war dance, you know, pushing each yeah. other and shit. And, that's what we were talking about in the Who episode. Yeah. You know, and that, that's the crazy thing is, you know, the perspective from being on the... Mm-hmm. Uh, the the perspective of from an outsider to someone that walks in the pits or gets pushed into the pits or gets thrown into the pits, mm-hmm. the perspectives are entirely different and they tell such a huge story because you look at someone's background and and what they do and then you learn you know and then then you go oh crap this is what moshing is about holy crap because what got me you know is I you know I I got fucked over as a kid a lot and uh you know I got into a my first mosh pit and. I got the shit kicked out of me, and I realized, oh, crap. 
I can get, I can kick the shit out of people back and, you know, people are okay with it. And I was like, this is where I can be me. And so, you know, and that's what got me hooked is I got to be angry. And then as you get older, you slowly realize, okay, there's certain rules or certain etiquette, you know, and then, you know, I think the first purposeful, uh, concert that i went into a mosh pit was slipknot that was the first one that i no 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 correction kiss kiss surprisingly there was a mosh pit at kiss don't ask me why well they're a, they're they're a metal band yeah. they, they are they're a hair they're like hair a, metal, a hair yeah. metal glam, glam metal yeah but i mean honestly if you compared like if you compared slipknot to like kiss i mean yeah there's yeah, a kiss. difference yeah yeah there is a major difference between the two i mean both of them are really talented artists but i feel like you i'm trying to figure out how to word it but yeah i mean that 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 was kiss was my first was my first purposeful but it wasn't really it didn't have the same energy as the slipknot one the slipknot yeah. one i walked into and and i was like okay i'm here to actually you know do this and there were people that were like Fuck you guys, get out of my way. You're going to get run the fuck over. And I'm like, now that's what I'm here for. And it just fucking went off. And ever since then, I just fucking was all about it. You know, and that was probably one of the biggest things that pushed me towards like Rammstein and, you know, all the heavier bands. And then just, you yes. know, as the heavier bands have come out and gotten more mainstream in a, in a good and a bad way, because there are some bad mainstream ones, there are some good mainstream ones. But as they've gotten heavier and as they've come in more popular and they were getting around to more shows, I just that that energy is still there. Like I'm not a huge I'll do EDM, I'll do techno, I'll do trance, I'll do, you know, some other like I do classical time to time, but you won't catch me doing country. Country yeah, I, I really gotta be in a specific mood for because I will admit I grew up on country, loved country. But once it got a very cookie cutter, cut and paste, different title, same guitar riffs kind of feel. I lost it got my dog very old and my wife. <laughs> and my horse. <laughs> and I drink beer. Play it all backwards and I get it all back. Okay, the Rascal Flats. Oh, damn. Call them out. See, country to me is like... Hank Williams. Yes. Like, I am actually related to him. But Hank Williams yeah. and Hank Williams Jr. family traditions, I'm like, that's give me totally that. different. Yeah, that's, that's true classic I, country. That I can get down with. And I have a quick question I don't need to draw. Sure. Would Johnny Cash count? See, I was yes. just about to say Johnny Cash. Because I love co- Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash is emo country. He's, no. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, he. he to me, he speaks the fucking truth, and I fuck with that. That's why yes. I like I, I like Johnny Cash John, for that. Johnny reason. Cash is a whole like that's he's on his own if, level. If you want to consider him country, then fine. He he's is like, about he's emo country. He's about the yeah. only type of country I really do because like to me, he speaks on an entirely yeah. different Fish fucking. Well, level. that's the thing is it's original. Like there's originality in the new country music. Not a lot of it. The the newer country I like is I Luke Combs. I like his music because <coughs> he doesn't just do like the old. Or the newer, the older, newer, it's early 2000s country where it's the same thing over and over again. Mm. He actually kind of has that older sounding, I don't know what to call it because I am not musically inclined, but that older sounding lower bass that if you played it on an old speaker and heard the buzz, you Mm. could hear it heating up underneath. Like it, 
that's why I like him because he sounds a little older uh, with his music, in my opinion. You hear that? She called you old. Luke Holmes. <laughs> Luke Holmes, if you hear me, call me. <laughs> I want to hire you for a personal concert. So I guess it's too late to say a headphone warning, everyone. <laughs> Half of our hear- uh, listeners can no longer hear now. Sorry. Because you just blew out their <laughs> That's okay, you know, that whole, like, ear rape scene was the memes of my generation, so. Mm -hmm. And you, earlier, I want to touch on that, you were talking about listening to classical music. You listen to classical music, right? But you also like, no, the thing about a lot of the metal bands that people don't Mm -hmm. understand and appreciate is they are classically trained. Yes. Yes. Old hair bands, old hair bands, and some of the newer, (laughs) like, metal bands, they're classically trained. That's why their music is so original. Yeah. It's got its own feel for each and every band. I appreciate this scene a lot more than I do a lot of the popular popular mainstream, mainstream stuff because yeah. they are classically trained and their music is it's real music to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like mm-hmm. this is an art platform and I, I they they really nailed it. I'm going to throw a name under the bus and I apologize. Uh-oh. I still don't understand why Taylor Swift gets so much love. Oh no. Look look. We do not need an army of T-Swifty fans coming to fight us. Okay, hear me out. I'm a T-Swizzle fan. Okay. okay. <laughs> so then hear me out. All right, so then defend it. Let's hear it. Give okay. me facts. I don't think she's original. That's just it. I don't okay. think she's original. I agree with you, but yes. there is something about just like, I need to she's vent about hating this dude. Let me sing one of her songs. Okay, I can definitely understand that. T-Swift is definitely one of the artists, I will admit, I went to, if I had a bad breakup or a dude pissed me off, right. she was a very good, lack for a better word, feminist empowering role model. And but I a, do feel like a lot of her songs got very repetitive. Her marketing is genius. Fair. Her, her career track is genius for money because she mm-hmm. started in country. That's the most expensive one that you can start in. And now she does pop, which is the most popular. She has... She is an excellent... So market-wise, she actually played her cards right. She played her cards right. Either she has really good advisors or she's super fucking smart. So here's the thing about the marketing about her music. Between her and a lot of the other feminine... Feminist singers that are out there in the market. Look at who she caters to. She caters to the teenage angst... My heart got broken. Mm-hmm. Boys are bad. Yep. Okay. Yep. And okay. she and, and she, <laughs> like like she she like if you look at her songs and that's wow and, and, and that's the thing is is that she wasn't the dog that was me. <laughs> oh, wow. She plays up to that. Yeah. Like and that's her thing is she plays up to she that. She knows how to appeal to her target audience. Exactly. Yeah. Like she knows that her audience when she got big was mm-hmm. the teenager. In the middle, or you know, mid beginning to mid high school, learning learning what love and relationships were, and like, she played the shit out of that card. Yeah, mm-hmm. like teardrops on my guitar, like catch me at twelve years old, like he's the reason that teardrops. Like I was like, I was <laughs> so guilty of that too. And it's not even funny. I appreciate her less as an artist and more as a business person. Yes. Same for people like Bruno Mars. Like, yeah, okay, okay. he's got the same kind of music all the time. I, he's a genius. I agree with the entirety of that statement. Whilst I do not like the music, I think business-wise, she's very intelligent. I would follow the crap out of her if she, like, wrote books on how she decided to do her career. Like, that's who I would model myself after. If I was really trying to get famous 
and get money, it wouldn't be... But instead of fuck dudes get money, fuck bitches get money? Except... See, I... Man, I don't know. I, I guess I was just too obsessed with the the heavy guitar rift that I guess I didn't really always pay attention to the uh, to the lyrics as, as much when I was young. But I remember uh, Spine Shank. I was into Spine Shank and Silent Civilian and, um, and just loving the, the, the riffs and then listening to Slayer. And Slayer, like, Slayer would say things like, God hates us all. And <laughs> I would pay more attention to, like, the crazy Harry <laughs> King uh, riffs. So, I mean... I don't know, like, it, it was, it, for me, it was like, it was about the, it wasn't really about the words, it was yep. more mm-hmm. about the message. And that, and that's, that's the thing for me, is it, it, like, for me, remembering specific bands, I've been hit in the head one too many times. Same. I, that's not, like, unless there is something specific about that band, or that song, or that artist, I'm not going to remember. Yeah. Unless there's something specifically, like, defining, I've latched onto it for whatever reason, like, you could play a song that you'd be like, oh, dude, this is one of your favorite bands. You should know it. And I'm going to be like, huh? what? <laughs> well, why is it? Why are you playing the Bee Gees? What? <laughs> and like, no, dude, this is Slipknot. I'm like, oh. Well, you can't oh. tell. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, for me, like, for the most part, it's not always about the lyrics. Sometimes I can just fall into the melody mm. and get lost in it. Yeah. Like just the way that the music moves you. Like when I'm running, God, I need to get Same. back into. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like when, when I'm running, it's like for me when I'm running, I'm either listening to something that is I can fall into easily without thinking. Mm-hmm. Like kind of go on to autopilot. Yep. So like I'm either listening to military running cadences. Yeah. Uh, or I'm listening to like EDM, techno trance, like something that doesn't have a lot of lyrics. Because if it's lyrics and I do know the song, I'm like too busy belting out the song, with headphones in, running down the street, my big old 300 pound self, like, <laughs> and like people are thinking I'm like trying to attack a tree or something. <laughs> <The> tree. <laughs> like, let's not See, do I that. I do bro. better with the lyrics because it reminds me to breathe. Oh, yeah, that's fair. See, I can still breathe. Because <laughs> then I start going, holy crap. I can't breathe. Oh yeah, I need to do. Uh, you know that was me in Loud and Life. I was like, oh, yeah. oh no. Well, that was, that was because there's so much fucking like, dust in the air. Yes, yeah. I was like, I was covering my nose. That didn't help. I was, I was uncovering my nose. That didn't help. So I was like, <laughs> lose lose fucking situation. We, we all gonna die. I was like, oh, I don't we fuck myself. Today. See, first of all, my love handles are offended that you run. <laughs> Second of all. <laughs> Oh, fuck your love handle. That's a weird sex position. <laughs> the love handle, fuck. Alright, and on that note, music for me... Hey, better the grip, the harder the ride. Oh, my word. <laughs> Great tips. Uh, Great Kids, tips. listen up and take notes. There's going to be a test. That's right. So, here is your random sex ed for the day. No, no, we're not going down that path. We need this to be family friendly. So I music for me throughout my entire life. You were talking about remembering certain songs for certain bands for certain reasons, and yes. I agree with that one hundred percent because it's usually music has always come into my life at a certain time. So yes. like country music for me has a lot of happy memories because when I was a kid, we'd go down the road with the windows down, listen to country music. Those are my innocent, you know, happy, just chill out days. Mm-hmm. My EDM it reminds me of a lot of funny times in my life because. I was a little emo kid, and I'm like, damn, if I knew what I was going to go through now, I'd be like, you shut up, you little shit. <laughs> and, like, 
certain songs for like breakups or mm-hmm. just pinnacle moments in my life. Like I'm, I there's some Christian songs I listen to. I'm like, dang, this really like helped yeah. me through a certain time in my life. Or certain songs of any band mm-hmm. uh, like come through in certain parts of my life. So I'll remember those mm-hmm. specifically. But somebody's like, you should know this band. You say you love them. I'm like, I do love them. Doesn't mean I have to know everything about them. Do you know everything about your mom? <laughs> I'm sure you don't. Well, that's because you, like, know them. Like, literally, we walk into a show, and they're on stage like, Valkyrie! And I'm just like, she's shorter than me, and you point her out in a crowd. Like, do you just look for the boonie and just assume she's next to me? Well, that's like Owl City for me. I went through a really crappy time in my life when I got a little older and revisited Owl City because it there's I feel like if you listen to the same type of music over and over again, you're going to personify whatever kind of music that is yeah. at yeah. some point. Some yeah. I'm very easily influenced. That's yeah. me. Do you want to come to my van, little girl? I have candy. What the hell? <laughs> my mom taught me that one was wrong. So no. we need to be family friendly. I've really been going and stealing a family. <laughs> no, but I like revisited Owl City because I went through a really tough time in my life, and the the lyrics are they're not about anything serious. The melodies are good. He's classically trained as well. He actually put out um Adam Young put out uh movie scores. Because he wanted to try that avenue. And uh, when I listen to those songs, I'm like, there's a lot of healing in this for me. Because those were the songs that I could listen to and not worry about being influenced about negative yeah. energies. Mm-hmm. And I think I feel like a lot of the metal songs are uh, very positive. Because you would think that as aggressive as how the guitar riffs and the drum sound, you know, you would think that it would be something very um, negative, violent made. Yeah, but there are... There are some tracks where they explain things in very graphical ways, but uh-huh. like I feel like many of the messages, such as like like bands like Hatebreed, with, with a name like Hatebreed, they don't talk about like hating people or anything like right. that or killing or anything like that. They actually speak about um, overcoming the problems that you go through every day. Uh-huh. You know, they they talk about like they they uh, talk about being empowered, like making your own choices, making your, the right choices. So you, um, a, a lot of those kind of bands, like, m- many of the bands that we all listen to have that kind of drive, has that kind of, um, uh, th- they have that kind of goal to reach where, you know, you can, you can like take that message and help you with whatever conflicts you're going through in your life. You know, another good example of like a, a crazy name, but a positive message suicidal tendencies yes oh like God, the, yeah. like when Absolutely. i like when i when i i've never seen them before until we got to louder than life and then i hadn't even heard of them yeah. and uh then when like you know dude man came on stage and started talking between songs and we're all just like stopped and i'm listening to what he's having to say and i'm like the face that mary is making <laughs> sorry i couldn't find my phone ignore me no but uh sh- shout outs to the hardcore scene man yeah because that's the, the like I got into hardcore for that same fuck for that exact reason. I was one of those people that were angry that were, you know, that, that, uh, wanted to go against that uh, oppressive state in your life. You know, it's, uh, music, uh, drives us, you know what I mean? I feel like music is, is universal to a point where you will have your outer body experience. You know, you'll have your outer, and I feel like that's, uh, when it comes to moshing to me, 
it's yeah. an out-of-body experience. Well, a lot you of know? times you get into a mosh pit and you just, you go into do this mode. And then when you get done, you just sit in there and you're like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, like something happens in the mosh pit and you're like, holy crap. Well, that just happened. Mm. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there been, there been a couple <laughs> times where I'm just like, we're, you know, moshing. And, well, it has a lot of excitements behind yeah, it. Yeah, like yeah. the the uh, the young lady who broke her wrist at Dropkick at Louder Than Life, you know, like I didn't think about it. I just went, oh shit, well, time to go to work. And Pretty just, much. Yeah, and I mean, I just grabbed you guys and we just did what we did and I didn't really think about it till afterwards. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, well, that actually fucking happened. Okay, well, huh. Like, I, like but as soon as we stepped out of the pit... You know, you can see the video on our Instagram page. As soon as we stepped out of the pit, the 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 pit literally closed back up and started going right back at it. Like people didn't think twice about it, but it's just crazy. It seems like, at least from somebody who I've I've moshed maybe once or twice, and it was just like Val said, it was an accident. Like I got pulled <laughs> in because I'm five nine and a half, and they're like, she looks tall. Let's bump against her, and <laughs> I'm like, no, please. But I did it to, of all things, a Christian band, Red. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you but, bounced in the hoop hit. You bounced a little bit, like the small bounce. Bit. That we did. Karen intervened. Karen. Damn it, Karen's in the God, crowd. Karen. Karen. Oh, fucking Karen. <laughs> but like from the outside looking in, it looks like a place that's it's almost a sacred ground where come as you are, get rid of whatever you need to get rid of, talk it out with your fellow monsters, and it's not a talk it out thing. It's a physical like you I use need your to, body language to communicate. There's a communication there, and it, nobody. It's not personal. It's not personal. Come as you are. Do what you got to do to get rid of whatever you got to get rid of. Or just relax a little bit. And Mm -hmm. it's more of a... I think it's more of a sacred place than people give it credit sometimes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Sometimes. I absolutely agree. There is supposed to be a code that is enforced in those pets. I mean... For one, the only people that are doing any relaxing inside of Mosh Pit is someone who's six foot fucking giant like Fenrir. (laughs) <laughs> Let's be honest here. He's big enough that he's relaxing. Everyone he's else is like, like, yeah, he's floating around. And everyone's like, oh my god, don't get squished. Pleasure is pain. <laughs> Yo, this man's really rocking. Oh, look at that. There's like six people bumping. <laughs> cool. Uh, but unless you're medium people targets. Well, I'm talking about a mental relaxation. Yeah, yeah. Physically, yeah, you are just getting rid of whatever you need to get. Get yeah. rid of them, like working out, but you're like you're mentally like you don't. You're have basically to be there. almost meditating. Just it's a type of meditation you know? from my point of view as somebody looking at oh, it. Yeah, you feel different in the second you walk out of a, a pit. The euphoria of when I fully get to let loose in a pit is the best high I've ever experienced. Adrenaline is a like heavy duty thing. Adrenaline's man. a hell of a drug, boys <laughs> and girls. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's why I'm such an adrenaline junkie. Don't do drugs unless it's adrenaline. <laughs> hey, then hey, join the mosh hey, pits. Hey, adrenaline is not technically a drug because it's naturally occurring in the body. Yes, it is. I'm medically inclined too. Don't kill me. <laughs> I know this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was an awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> it's only awkward because well, you made it awkward. I, that's, I came, I made it awkward, and well, I'm going home now. <laughs> that's really that, that's really all the way I came from. Where uh, I guess that's that's what dri- driven me. Like you know, I, we all got, gone through some bad, you know, some serious shit in our lives, and um, it, it you know it it got me here. Yeah, it got me. Uh, I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing great in my life. So. It's it's not like uh, listening to metal would like keep me in a negative. It's not you know that's completely false. Like how 
people that would look from the outside looking in, you know, they would look at, oh, these are aggressive people, you know, all that shit. But it's it's not what they think of what what many of the media kind of uh, uh, vilified metal as. Mm-hmm. Well, you yeah. said earlier that not all like, yeah, they sound mean, yeah. but they are not their their lyrics are mm-hmm. almost it's almost the artist's way of expressing working through something Absolutely. it's a story Absolutely. and that's why i listen to certain types of music because i'm like wow this is somebody's this is somebody's life struggle, life struggle and yeah. i can relate to this this is me relating to them and it's almost a healing yes at least my period of the like the period of time that i listened to a lot of this stuff yeah more so than i do now because i listen to an array of things now but i really went through that phase <clears throat> where i listened to some stuff that some people would consider heavy, I guess. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I was working through a really rough time. Like yeah. I could relate to these people. They were angry. They were sad. They were happy. They were they worked through some shit. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll get there someday. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to know that someone else could identify and feel that pain with me. It made me feel less isolated and less alone and less, I don't know, a little less misunderstood. Yeah. And... My mom, who is a devout Christian, as I explain what we're doing, why we're doing it, what we stand for, and showing her the lyrics to some of these artists that I listen to has actually gained an understanding and a respect for a lot of my music to the point last year she surprised me with my Louder Than Life ticket and told me, go see your therapist. This is your present because you've been working so hard. Go see your therapist. (laughs) That's That's pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah. Your mom's awesome. I'm See, lucky my yeah. parents didn't judge me for any type of music I was listening to. They were like, hey, maybe mm-hmm. don't listen to some of the negative stuff you're listening to. Because, like, the newer pop yeah. and the newer rap, like, some of that it's, stuff is really nasty. Yeah. It's dishonoring. And it is. So they were like, oh, when dishonor I was on you, dishonor on your cow. Dishonor on your whole fam. Pretty <laughs> uh, fucking much. Shout but, out to Mulan. <laughs> that was the only thing my parents said is they were like, Agreed. hey, listen to the lyrics. Like, listen mm-hmm. to what you're listening to. Maybe you don't hear it, but subconsciously, this is what you're taking in exactly and a lot of these metal artists yeah they're screaming yeah they're growling but think about the message they're trying to deliver think about the backstory behind what they were going through writing this story recording it in the studio they're just passing on this message with a little extra passion to give it that really real feeling that their fans can have a direct connection with yeah that's what art is. Yes. That's what art, I mean. Art is supposed to make music, you feel something. Yeah, and, and that's what music is. Music is art, but just yeah. for the ears. Mm-hmm. Fenrir yeah. and I, we illustrate. I mean, you do more now than I do anymore, but like that was our way of expressing how we're feeling about something or how yes. we perceive something. This is just their version of art. That's what I love about listening to music. Yeah, I'm not musically inclined, but like honoring what they've created and hearing them out like listening to their story that's one of my favorite things and i think a lot of metal bands are just discarded because they're they're loud yeah well that's like that's like the whole argument of like uh you know you know metal music is just noise like the the older generation that that just would listen to it oh it's noise it's it's not really music it's just annoying sounds and stuff fuck no (laughs) <laughs> it's just it's like you know how do you know that you wouldn't have given this a chance if you weren't in our same position if you hadn't heard it when we heard it mm-hmm. you know like it with like my mom i lost my mom when i was 15 and i mean i'm sorry to hear no i mean it, it is what it is you know she 
she passed, but you know, she would look at what I'm doing now and, and the music I'm into and she would be, she'd probably be in, at the concerts with me, you know, rocking out with me and it would be the coolest shit ever because she, I know her, like she raised me to be the open-minded person that I am and she'd be willing to give it a chance. But then you look at, you know, a lot of these older people that are like, nah, it's just noise. It's not really music because it doesn't have this or it doesn't have this criteria that you make it, the individual person makes it have to have to be music well art i mean if you look at art history at all all of the different like timelines of uh, periods of art were because somebody's like oh that's not art art is whatever you wanted to be yes the way you perceive it is individual it's subjective yes individual interpretation so that's why yeah i don't like picasso he's not my favorite artist but i respect him because he said no i want to do art differently because i perceive it differently and people are losing that with music too. Yes, they're I not, agree. Absolutely. They're I absolutely not, agree. They're not looking at this like, oh, well, I perceive this as loud and kind of angry and it's not my thing, but it is art to someone. Mm-hmm. Like Picasso's, uh, there's like a lady of the night. It looks horrible to me. But to some other people, they're like, wow, that's what I connect to on his level. I see what he was going for. And I yeah. respect that 100%. I like Michelangelo. That's because he's a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> I personally was more of a Raphael kind of girl, Ninja Turtle and artist wise. I'm very much a three dimension kind of girl. Get I got out. to see. I got get to out. See. <laughs> Leave. Leave now. this household. What? You're not a Raphael kind of guy. No, no, no. I, I'm, 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 I'm just, uh, you know, joking around. Just uh, the whole uh, combination. You're combining fucking Ninja Turtles with these fucking important artists. <laughs> How fucking dare you? That's what they're named <laughs> after. Exactly. <laughs> you're not supposed to make that connection you're the younger generation you're supposed to be stupid <laughs> I got to see an Andy Warhol painting the other day I was like what the fuck is this but at the same time it's Andy Warhol Like, I was like holy crap that's an Andy Warhol painting that's real and funny I just saw an Andy Warhol painting yesterday and I was like Huh. It was like la. This is something, uh, something I could have like... done third grade, right? <laughs> right. But I respect it because you know the guy had ambition. I, right. I, you know, I have to respect. So you that look shit. at the Renaissance period and you're like, what the fuck happened to that guy's <laughs> hand? At the same time, smoking? they're famous. Yeah. Look, all I'm gonna say when it comes to actual art is why the fuck was I not famous? At three years old, doing finger painting. Yo. If people can get away with selling a fucking blue square for five million dollars, <laughs> what the, mod- the fuck, man? Modern art's still doing its movement. It's still it's weird. Like it's true. we're not sure what modern art's doing. But hey, I fully respect that. I, I mean, if, if there's people that are, if there's a market out there for it and people love it, no judgment, more power to you. My favorite thing is when. So this is another reason that I really love Ghost Town. I know nobody knows about Ghost Town, but I freaking love them. But they combined the visual with the, like, uh, uh, audio. Because the, the main singer's brother-in-law is the artist I was showing you guys yes. earlier. He does live paintings to the songs that they write. And that's what they do. They're like, hey, we wrote this song. What inspires you? And he's just allowed to do whatever he feels inspired by that song. And that's why I think all the pieces that go with different songs by them just co- like they are so cohesive and I'm like this is what artists do yes we communicate on a different level than some some individuals I mean I think everybody can many have a people, perception of art but, but it, it has the, but artists has the abilities that not many people have exactly what they create and how they create it and you know like we and might, as an artist speaking as an artist 
we have a way of uh, expressing ourselves in a much more advanced state than many other can. And it's like we have to get that out of our yes. system. Like I still have to every now and then just get a piece of paper and scribble something out. Yeah. I'm like, this is stuck in my head. I have to get it out of my system. Yeah. But listening to music, like I used to draw songs. I use air quotations because mm. that's what inspired me. And this is what I was feeling when I listened to this song. And it's almost like working out. It's a meditation. Yeah. I'm working out what I'm feeling through this. And this is on paper now. And it's almost like now I have a physical memory. So that's what I liked about Ghost Town is they merged the physical with the auditorial. Yeah. And I loved that. I was like, I can relate to this. Somebody else is doing this. I can relate to that. I'm like, this is, yes. <laughs> you know, um, Limp Biscuit has a, good, a very unique guitarist. His name is Wes Borland. He has a, uh, he, he had a, another band called Black Light Burns. And uh, when I was listening to Black Light Burns, it made me realize, uh, you know, for the most part, why I like, I really like Limp Bizkit. And it's because of his unique guitars. Like, I feel like nobody could ever play a guitar like how Wes Borland is because he's so, uh, like, you can't predict, like, the kind of sounds he makes. Even in every shows that they play, his guitar sounds fucking different. Yeah, in every set. So like he he's a he's a unique individual, kind of like Jimi Hendrix. How n nobody could ever play like that guy, because he has his own odd way of playing that instrument. So West Borland, he would paint his face. He was paint his entire body with. Uh, he would change con these unique contact lens and would look like the, uh, these these weird uh, aliens or you know demons or whatnot. And like he would like stand out of Limp Bizkit because of that. Because mm -hmm. uh, to me. Like many people will find that weird, but to me, I feel like that guy is is a a, 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 a living work of art, mm -hmm. and he's like not just expressing that through music, but through art itself. He painted himself, so he's showing himself as an artwork and like showing his art through music as well. And, and I always respected that, even through Blacklight Burns, where he explores a lot in in that band with his you know his his very odd kind of. Uh, look towards things but i i 100 agree with that because like i mean people did that thousands and thousands of years ago too yeah. where it became weird i'm not sure because some of it was tribute to ancestors some of it was tribute to something that happened some of it was tribute to something that they thought was going to happen a yeah. deity or expression or whatever they felt like they were feeling Opposite painting and too in music and yeah expression has always been around i don't know where it became weird civilization but, yeah, people. So if you it, no, I mean honestly, if you look at the more the more civilized we have tried to become, the more abstract people who try to follow the older ways mm -hmm. or express themselves in the ways that we once considered to be the normal become. Like if you look at, I mean, look at some of the stuff that yes, there are some things from the past that were abhorrent and should not have ever been done and are not acceptable under under any any circumstance mm. but like face paint you know like when uh fenrir myself and valkyrie painted our faces for the last day of louder than life you know if we just walked around the street in that you know how like people would probably call the cops on us eventually oh yeah they think we were some type of gang activity <laughs> yeah but i mean but back in the day you know that was normal. Yeah, like if you go if if you go back, you know, to the settler days for Native Americans. Yeah. You know, that was normal. If you go back towards the Viking hunter ages. Uh, you know, hunter hunter gatherer society, that was the norm. If you look at, 
you know, the Celts and the Druids, they painted their faces. You look at uh, during the Scottish War for Independence, they were known to paint their faces. You know, the war civilized that we're told that we have to become the more mundane. We lose our humanity. We lose the our more spark. Yeah, the more cut and and copy paste we are. Copy paste we are. Yeah, cookie cutter, cleaner, whatever. More, more straight and to the point. Designed we to lose fit in the margins of a box. Originality is what makes us more human. The messier it is, you never see a piece of art where there isn't at least one fluke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The ones that aren't there, when there's no fluke, it makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. It literally makes people uncomfortable when it's just perfect straight lines and edges that all match and are equal. It makes people uncomfortable. If you yeah. look at a piece of art that maybe has a fluke or two, that's where the beauty comes in. It's natural. It's it's humanity at its finest. That's why I think artists are sometimes viewed as a little weird is because I don't think we've lost any of our humanity. Most of us have Hell no. And uh, you know what? The the proof is music, man. You listen to the music and hell no. We have not... I don't, I don't think we ever will because we, like the, the things exist such as music. There's no way we'll lose our humanity because I feel like music keep, it helps us keep our humanity. That's why we go, we attend these shows. Yeah. We attend these shows because we, you know... Get away we have from this, a screen for a little bit. Yeah, we have this love for the music. And it's, you know, you go through these experiences and it's unforgettable. Yeah. And, you, I mean, I'm the type of person, people are constantly asking me, why don't you have pictures of you and whoever you were hanging out with that day doing this thing? Why don't you have pictures of you and your boyfriend? Why don't you have pictures of you and your sister hanging out that day? I'm like, I'm too busy in the moment to think, oh, I need to pull out my cell phone. Yeah. I have really taught myself that because I used to be just Cheers. Knee, like knee deep in my phone all the time. And I was so depressed. I was just constantly looking for that gratification of whatever like I could get on social media. And I was like, this is, this is awful. This is a disease. And so now I don't really have a lot of pictures of me and people I hang out with unless they're like, Hey, let's take a picture. I'm like, Oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah. Or pictures of what I'm doing because I'm just trying to be there. Yeah. I just want to be there. And maybe my memories won't always last. Sometimes I'll forget things or details or people, but like, I was. I can 100% say that in the last few years of my life, I was 100% in the moment if I could help it. Yeah, yeah. And right. it's the same with the concerts too. It's yeah. just a moment I can put my phone away. I'm connecting to another person on stage. Mm-hmm. I hate having my phone out at concerts. I mean, I'm somewhat guilty of it because we do need to have footage for our page, and I do right. want to have some type of memory for when I have a bad day. I can look back at it, and I do get a little bit of an endorphin high getting to walk back down memory lane again yeah, but I mean, I'd, I'd rather be immersed in the moment i love having pictures of my friends or family or things i was doing or remembering things it's good to have memories or absolutely pictures but like i try really really hard not to have my phone out at concerts because it also ruins it for the person behind me yeah. you know how much i hated having to look at a phone screen yeah at the who there were certain parts where i was like i can't oh, see the singer because there's like quarters of the crowd was phone screens i'm like dude i can't see anything because you guys are short i'm five <laughs> nine and a half <laughs> i'm the fun size one all right but i mean so like that's my thing is you know being in the moment is like people ask me like well if you're mosh pitting how do you pay attention to the to the show i feel it well, it's like it's like you still can can look at glimpses of the stage because mosh pits aren't constantly rolling and and 
fighting and pushing around. There's not a constant fist fight and a constant, well, not fist fight, but it's not a constant motion. There's times where we're all like, okay, we're good for a timeout and we stop. Or like, we're doing something silly, like the, the slow dance pits mm-hmm. yes. that we had to what, a day to remember? Yes. Yeah. Slow dance The song, the yeah. la, 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 la. It means a lot to you. Yeah. yeah. So me and, me and Fenrir literally, and me and Sasha yeah, yeah, we literally started a slow dance. Like we were slow dancing with each other. And Aww. then like, that's so five cute. other p- pairs caught on and did it. Yeah, because it was a slow song. Mm-hmm. So, like, we started doing a slow dance to it. Um, and then, you know, like, there are moments where, you know, you can still step to the side and look at the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, there are still moments where, you know, if you need to stop moshing or you're in the middle of the circle pit or you're on the wall, that you can still look up and go, hey, I can still enjoy the show. But, like, for me, the music and the energy and the and the vibe, right, yeah. that's what I remember. I don't mean, the stage show, you know what? I can always look back on YouTube uh bingo and look back on other people's recordings between uh pit bitches uh american mosh pits they they sometimes get some of their stuff they've got some really good shots of us i was going through their facebook page and there's actually a lot that they got us in yeah they, they've got some they've got some good stuff to them shout out to you guys uh good uh nice merch saw the shirts you guys came up with mm-hmm. looks good uh but yeah i mean like I remember the the situations by like the vibe and the energy, mm-hmm. the crowd, like you know, running into Fenrir for the first time at Epicenter, <laughs> like when we started moshing and he started fall, you know, like we started agreeing to follow around and stick together. Animal, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, Welcome. like like that was like our thing was you know like that that's that's what I remember more is the energy is. Mm-hmm. is it's that like the stage you know what there's always a way to figure out what this playlist was or this mm-hmm. or the stage setup was it's but you're never gonna forget that who moment yeah who you meet the people you hang out with the the vibe of that crowd like the foo fighters vibe like getting towards the end that shit like we were all exhausted but they kept playing so we kept moshing it's a connection to the people around you like mm-hmm. i'll i'll counter you a little bit and say like i really like watching the show because i want to give I came to see this artist and they came out to see me and I want to pay homage to that moment where I'm like, I'm connecting with this person on stage. I really appreciate them being here. Like, that's just my counter to that. Mm -hmm. Not that it's wrong, like, either way. It's just, like, how I feel about being in a show. Just a different perspective. It's a different perspective. It's like, I I came to see this person. They came out Mm -hmm. for me. Like, I just want to watch them for a minute and be like, I'm here. This is, like, a psychological connection to this person. And, And in feeling the unison, like, it's weird to be in a crowd of hundreds and hundreds of people where we're all doing literally the same thing. I'm like, there are people like me. This is, there's a like-mindedness. There's a family. There's a unison to it. A, kinship. a healthy unison. This is a very healthy way to feel united with people you don't even know mm-hmm. and feel like you belong. Well, I mean, and that's, and, and that's one way that you connect to, to the artists, but like there are artists out there that when they see the mosh pit they and, get- yeah. They get amped by it. Like, you know, they, they see it and they get excited. You got the artists like um Nikki from uh New Year's Day. Like mm-hmm. he came like at a music farm in Charleston. He came into the pit and we circle pitted and he fucking fed off that. Which is so cool. Like he literally <laughs> fed off that and like it egged them on and they pushed themselves even harder. So I mean a lot of that depends on the artist too. So, I mean, you know, and there are definitely different ways to connect with an artist and they all want different things. But, you know, for the ones that are there for the mosh pit and they want to see that engagement in the walls of death, you know, 
I want to mosh to the 1975. <laughs> just be like, you're for crying out loud. Like, just like, <laughs> like a wall of death for that. <laughs> wow. They're like, what is this tall person doing? I'm like, I'm having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> She's drunk. <laughs> I have the alcohol. <laughs> I did the drugs. <laughs> the drugs. I had a weed. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, let's get towards the end of our uh, upper recording limit. Ew, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, we're blabbermouths. Why the fuck not? Excuse yourself. We can't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we hope you had a good time and you enjoyed listening to us. Uh, hopefully you'll stick back around and uh, listen to some more of our stuff. Shout out to all the weirdos in the islands of the misfit toys. We all love you. Yes. And the, we love the normies, too. Yeah. I'll take them. a normie. Karen, yeah. we love you. Yeah, you hate us, <laughs> but we love you. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, shout out to the pack. We love you guys. Uh, all of our fans on Instagram and uh, Facebook, we love you guys. Uh, if you don't know who we are, don't know where to find us. You can find us on Instagram at Hounds of Hell Pit Crew and on Facebook at Hounds of Hell Mosh Team. Or if you just sell your soul, we'll be there too. Yeah, someone will show up to collect it. Yeah. I have like That's six the of them already. I only have three. Wait, are we starting a collector series? Yes. Uh, all right, guys. Any last questions or anything? Uh, my name is Jeff. <laughs> Uh, we would love some more feedback. If you guys want to maybe shoot uh, the Facebook page, the Instagram with more topics you want to hear about, we are always welcome and happy to take any feedback. All right? Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Dim boobies. What? What? <laughs>